The first ever episode of the 9 to 5 Social podcast featured Robbie, who owns Cairngorm Coffee in Edinburgh. If you've not listened to it, check it out. At the end of the podcast, Robbie recommended that I catch up with Todd and Courtney from the Good Coffee Cartel in Glasgow. So that's exactly what I've done. I went through to Glasgow and we had a good chat. The guys have built a business that's very community focused and built around collaboration and doing things differently. So here it is, the Good Coffee Cartel in their own words. Okay, so we're here in Glasgow um, at the Good Coffee Cartel, which is a coffee roastery and shop and retail shop as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with Todd, who is the owner and co-founder of Good Coffee Cartel. So, good to see you, Todd. Thank you very much for appearing on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Um, can you firstly introduce yourself, uh, Courtney, who's your business partner, and just over there, and the Good Coffee Cartel. Mm-hmm. So, my name's Todd Whiteford. My business partner is Courtney Brennan, and we are the Good Coffee Cartel. Um, yeah, we set up as a specialty coffee roaster um, with an emphasis on kind of community um, and having a sort of genuine uh, thread through everything that we do, um, kind of just being ourselves and roasting a really good product and then trying to let everything else fall into place around those things. Um, yeah. Cool. So what's your... What's your original backgrounds? Um, where are you from and kind of how did you get into coffee? So I'm originally from Perth. Um, so I moved through to Glasgow like 15 years ago for uni. Nice. Um, and if you're from Perth and you leave at 18 uh, for Glasgow, you don't really ever want to go back. Um, so I just stayed here ever since. Really love Glasgow. It's home now. So um, yeah, uh, I studied product design. Um, as did Courtney, um, although he studied in Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> feel free to, to yeah, um, come fact, and join if you want. Feel free to fact check. Yeah. yeah. We used to, we actually usually what we do is he tells my story and I'll tell his story. Do you want to do that? Um, but no. <laughs> I'll just be a casual observer. I'll I'll tell Courtney's story. So <laughs> um, yeah, so moved through, uh, got into coffee basically just to pay for beer and um, just took a job at, in a like high volume coffee bar cool. um, which is still going it's still it's kind of a, a west end institution for a certain type of coffee and okay. experience um, do you want to name them? Uh, yeah sure it's tinderbox ah tinderbox um, that means tinderbox yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was like was it a good job I don't know if it was a good job it was quite hard work but in hindsight, I'm really glad to have started there because it gives you a really good appreciation of like, here's how you make 500 coffees a day. Um, so you find with a lot of like ex Tinderbox staff, they've all got like quite good workflow. They've all got, you know, a really good appreciation of what busy busy is. Yeah. So they're quite organised. Um, after that, um, I went on a round world trip and. Uh, ended up working in New Zealand, um, where the coffee I was making in New Zealand, I realised was not the same product yeah. as what was available in Glasgow in 2009. Um, and then when I came back to Glasgow, uh, I was part of the startup team for another coffee shop. Um, and yeah, here we are, kind of seven years later. Um, and yeah, we're kinda two months down the line. 
of this venture. So this is like the first solo album, first nice. first uh, business, no parachute. We're yeah. we're all in. Very good. Um, yeah, if this doesn't work, what we'll do. <laughs> well, also you've done a good job, anyway. I like I like the space. It looks really cool. Thanks very much. Um, so what was? Let's talk about like kind of the transition period from working with um, for another business, mm -hmm. and then yourself and Courtney deciding. Now we're going to do this ourselves. Um, yeah. What was the, the thought process? How did it come about? And then how did you get to um, create a good coffee cartel? Um, so I think yeah, probably if we flash back to like this time last year, so twenty seventeen, kind of early part of the year. Um, me and Courtney had been working together for yeah almost a year at that point as well. So we kind of knew each other fairly well. Um, I think our methodology of working is quite a good fit. Um, so Courtney's like a real kind of technical whiz. Um, I mean, I'm not particularly technical. In terms of um, coffee? Or would you mean in, in terms, terms of I think, yeah, well, definitely in terms of coffee. Um, you know, in terms of like roasting, Courtney's, Courtney's the talent. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of do the some of the bigger production roasts, but Courtney's profiling. He does the kind of the more complex stuff, yeah. um, but just in terms of, of laying out, uh, in terms of like laying out a methodology for how something should be done, yeah. Um, yeah, Courtney's kind of more technical, more considered, whereas I'm a bit more of a, a blunt object. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, can't remember what I'm saying. There. All right, so yeah, oh, yeah. <coughs> we were kind of yeah we'd been working together for about a year. Um, and every so often we would have chats about how things could be better um, and these chats became more and more regular um, and we found that we weren't through one reason or another we weren't able to action the changes that we wanted or yeah. we weren't able to um, or it just wasn't possible to shoehorn in our like ethos or the way that we think things should be done. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's quite common if you work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of, uh, at some point uh, in the spring, sort of sat down for a beer and we were like, right, well, what, what, what's the obstacle to doing this? And part of it is like, you're secure if you yeah, want yeah, somebody yeah, else, yeah. you're secure. Yeah, and then the other, hand in hand with that is like well in money, you know, yeah, how yeah. do you set something up with no money? Yeah. Uh, so we applied for a loan, got the loan, and then we didn't have an obstacle, so yeah. like, right, okay, let's find a place yeah. to set this up. So this was actually the first place we saw. Um, it's an old kind of dusty auto parts store. Um, when we took it over, it had it been uh, empty for about 18 months maybe, two yeah. years almost. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like really dusty. Um, it was all really like, uh, what's the word, claustrophobic. Yeah. Everything was like towering over you. Yeah, so yeah. Loads of like metal um, racking. Uh, the way that the stuff had been, there, there was bits like set out that were all kind of, it was almost like they were designed to cut the shop into small okay. bits. Yeah. Um, and there was a big office there which we basically on the first day 
we kicked the shit out of the yeah, office yeah. and stuck it in the back of my mini and took it to the dump. Nice. Um, so really... we basically had this idea that instead of being like a, a shop that's chopped into different bits, you just have one massive open space. Um, so it's really like, we're, we're really happy with the way it's turned out. And when we look back on the build, um, you know, you can actually pinpoint discussions that we had and pinpoint the people that we spoke to. Yeah, and the bits who, that came from. Yeah, who were like, oh, well, what have you thought about doing it this way? Because yeah. it's dead easy to get into your own little mould of like, okay, well, we, we talked about doing it this yeah. way, so why are we not doing it this way? And the, the important thing, I think, when you're trying to create something that's more unique is to, to be listening to other people. And yeah. Kind of, um, yeah, that's not always easy because everyone's yeah, got an well, opinion. Got an opinion on everything, um, yeah. Yeah, so you ha kind of have to be able to distill the good stuff out of it. But yeah, we definitely like there's three or four bits of advice that you look back on and you're like, good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're now like really happy. We're tinkering quite a lot, like probably every week, something changes slightly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like one of the main things is like heating, obviously in this room as well. It's like. It's quite, I thought it was going to be cold over this way. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I get a little shiver on sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, yeah, like th this is kind of the perfect office. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we're not relying on footfall. Yeah. Um, is, like, it's a good thing to be set up here. Have, you know, like we've got great parking outside, we've got really good transport links. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, a mission to get here. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to come and, now you can kind of sit and have a longer experience and, you know, we're both pretty chatty so we can kind of chat away to customers, it's really good. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the focus is on roasting really good coffee for online, for wholesale um, and for the shop. So we don't, we don't necessarily rely on that side of things being like super busy. Yeah. That said, it's been about 10 times busier than we thought it would be. Yeah. So moving like when we opened in November quite quickly in December you realise that like actually coffee shops and cafes bars, restaurants, hotels don't want to make decisions in yeah, December yeah. Yeah. they just want to get past Christmas yeah. so for our wholesale business it was actually really good we got like um, three really great customers yeah. um, and then we kind of were able to angle slightly towards the shop and getting the product in off our shelves yeah. um, and yeah, so that's like money that we hadn't really, well actually, it doesn't figure in any of yeah, our yeah, spreadsheets. Stuff, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by accident, because we just thought well, the bar's not going to be busy. Yeah. Um, and now we've, so constantly tinkering with that as well, so we do like pop-up brunches um, with kind of really good food people. Yeah. And um, so we've got one this weekend with a guy called Short Long Black. Cool. Yeah, so he's like a really talented foodie guy. Cool. Um, and he's just got, he's got like a really good, um, analytical mind when yeah. it comes to what's achievable in a small space with no oh, right. cooking well, equipment. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Um, yeah, so he's gonna he's done one, he's done another one this weekend and we've got like three or four other people who are kinda queued up to do one. Nice. So yeah, a lot of it there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to uh, when we decide to do yeah, a brunch, yeah, yeah. but just like it's been a few weeks since weeks. we did one, so let's do one. Do one. Yeah. Um so obviously um, Robbie from Cairngorm recommended me to talk to you guys. Um, so I don't want to make it the um, 
Nine to Five Social Coffee podcast, so I'm mm-hmm. going to try and switch up the questions a wee bit. Okay. But um, one thing, obviously, in the coffee market, um, it's really busy, mm-hmm. um, especially in Scotland now. We're going kind of through, I guess, like I said, like New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. At that, like nine years ago, had mm-hmm. quite a boom in coffee, and now we're kind of hitting the coffee hill. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, where, kind of, how do you guys stand out? And what is different about the good coffee cartel to kind of the big Edinburgh roasteries um, and the big Edinburgh or the well-known Edinburgh and Glasgow coffee shops? Mm, good question. Um, we're probably one of the only. We're probably the only place where you can come and. It's like. I don't know. It's it's difficult to say, what other people aren't doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. But <clears throat> for us. We're like a completely open forum, so like where Courtney and I have sort of worked in the past. Um, this is maybe a bit controversial because there might be people who watch this or who listen to it who are like, "Ah, oh, that's us. Fuck those guys." <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe you can. I'll just. I'll just speak around it. But um, yeah, like so we're. Part of the ethos behind setting up like this was to be open. Yep. So the bar is 360, cool. so customers can come in and yep. if they want they can walk around and watch, watch us make the their thing. coffee. If they want they can come up the top and perch on the cupping table. Um, you know, If we're roasting they're more than welcome to come in and watch a roast being dropped. We're not, um, I guess we're confident enough that what we do is really difficult to replicate. Mm-hmm. That we're not scared about um, people stealing your ideas. Yeah, people stealing ideas. Like, and, and also we're we're kind of creating without sounding cocky, but this probably does sound cocky. We're creating a lot of ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got the ceramic studio as well, so we have creative people um, who are in this building yeah. a lot. So there's a lot of ideas generation. So um, every time we do something new, you can probably assume that there are 99 other ideas that have been generated that yeah. are kind of on the back burner. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're not so worried about, you know, people can look at what we do and you know, other businesses can try and steal it or they can look at what we do and, you know, try and replicate it. But I guess we're, we're just confident enough that it's not so easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Question. No idea what the question is, but I'm enjoying just your like <laughs> all the business chat and just everything. Oh, it's about mm. differentiating yourself, that's what it was. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. so that's one. But, um, the other thing is like our, yeah, you, you can never replicate personality as no, well. Yeah, sure. And I guess what we, or what we've discovered as we progress through the industry is that um, the the best way to be happy at work and to attract people to your, not just from a business or money side, money point of view, but to attract people to whatever project that you want to do is if you're genuine and just yourself, yeah. you'll be happier and also the other people who like that will, will just, that's they'll it, gravitate yeah. towards you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of, this is our, definitely our most, the closest to like oh, this is just really wanky. <laughs> like the closest to our real selves, like we don't 
there's no airs and graces. We don't. We're not. Neither of us are particularly salesy either. Yeah. So, you know, if people want our coffee, they can have it. If they yeah. don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there are. You can see appro- the approach, the sales approach from loads of other different yeah. businesses, and, and from working in a coffee shop, you know what you like and what yeah. you don't like, um, and so we kind of, yeah, a lot of the like. If there's any selling to be done, a lot of it will just be, it won't be based on, <laughs> it won't be based on like, let me sell something to you, it'll just be based on a chat and an idea of working together and yeah. then maybe something comes back, maybe it doesn't. Um, yeah, but again, like, just be yourself. So you both have like a product design background. Mm. Did you ever use that like, in work? Or did you, no. like, you guys went straight away, yeah? And then how do you yeah. feel that Kind of like it must that creative like side of things must come into like the coffee um the elements of your like product design yeah it must be here yeah yeah definitely like um so if you think of all the elements that go into like getting a getting a single coffee bag like 250 grams yeah yeah 250 grams of coffee to somebody in london let's say so you've got the, the product first of all then you've got the packaging then you've got how you send it and then you've got like the brand around that yep. and then any other things that you do to, to try and make the like I guess the unboxing experience yeah. like memorable well, yeah. or, or just something where they before they've kind of tasted the product they're, they're, it's already in there that like okay these, these are this is a company that thinks about what they're doing, what they're doing yeah. every step of the way um, yeah so there is like and again we'll we will regularly just be out of nothing, just suddenly think, oh, why don't we, we could try doing coffee packaged like this, or we could try, um, you know, what about using this kind of language to get across our our message, or like our message, but like get across our, our ethos yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah, so we're like, I would say the design process in general is something that, um, it does, yeah, like guide, it, or it's, it's definitely a good backbone to how we have set up and how we aim to like continue. And the same with like the build, yeah, um, it really helps with like just in terms of stuff like material selection, yeah, um, yeah, layouts, and yeah. Um, and then again with like you know, logo design and stuff and yeah. all the packaging, do everything in house. Did you see the logo and everything yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the 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 horse was. Um, sketched by Studio CN, so sure. uh, Catherine's yep. Courtney's partner, yep. um, and then we kind of digitised it and yep. took it around with it and stuff. And then, yeah, there's like about eight hundred different iterations yeah, of what about yes. the horse above? What if, I, sure, yeah. what if the horse was an eagle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you've yeah. So the pro- I mean, obviously it's a podcast, so yeah, most people probably can't see it right now but if you want to go on Facebook and watch the video then please do um, so but yeah like it's an incredible space and um, particularly that wee bit in the toilet the little window yeah I'm proud of that there you go yeah we uh, that was completely vast and uh, we had uh, in fact it was um, there's another coffee roaster called the steamy yeah and um, one of their roasters was down here just kind of he was actually helping us I can't remember if he was doing painting or something and uh, him and Courtney pulled off a panel in the bathroom right. and just exposed the exposed old that stairwell. Yeah. And this is the other stairwell. So 
this used to be tenements above, so oh, right, okay. like two or three okay, flats cool. above. And this would have been the door, yeah. the external door, and then the stairwell going up to the other flats. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's quite cool like, to have Yeah, it's that. a really cool space. Yeah. We're, we're waiting for Halloween to throw a massive yeah, party. Yeah, true. Yeah, loads of scary shit, right? Yeah. Um, so we talked a wee bit about logo there. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me about brand, how forefront of your mind was that when you started? Asked Robbie the same question, mm -hmm. and good to get your take on it. And like, kind of, yeah. we spoke a wee bit before, and you were saying that Robbie, you think, is someone that had that had has the brand really nailed down, yeah, and like yeah. really is on it with the brand. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, where are you kind of at brand wise? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think like Robbie for me, he understands his brand really well, and I just like that. I just like yeah. it's nice to speak to someone who's just like. No, no, we're about this, this, and this, yeah. and it's always like, always that. It's almost like there are brand guidelines in his head. And it's like, yeah. well, would we, would Karen Gorm do this? Yeah, yeah. And um, so we definitely like this. The same thing. We were, um, we kind of had a bit of a luxury to begin with, in that we could be building the place and be throwing ideas back and forward about, yeah, like you know, firstly, what are we going to call this project as yeah. it was at that point? Yeah. Even though we knew it was going to become a business, we had kind of working titles of like what we were going to call it, um, and then yeah, how do you? Yeah, we wanted to be to be obviously when there's two people as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just double twice as yeah, difficult to two ideas um, more. Chance. Yeah, kind of like be comfortable with the brand hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we kind of. I guess the, the edgy thing we, we wanted so we'd come from places that are not I wouldn't say terribly edgy yeah. in terms of uh, voice and branding and um, yeah I guess just what they're like as companies so um, we kind of wanted something that had an edge but also um, spoke to like the the non-pretentious thing that we wanted to get at as well so the idea that um, we could have good in the title yeah um, so instead of like sort of speciality and talking about um, you know using language that for a lot of people is quite alienating yeah um, you know in the same way that if you said to someone do you want a do you want a an artisanal beer. Yeah. You might think, well, I, I, do you know what? I just wanted like a beer. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm smart enough or, or if my palate's good enough to have an artisanal beer. Yeah. However, if somebody said, do you want a good beer? You just like, yeah, I do want yeah. a good beer. Yeah. And so our, that was our take with the coffee and then um, the cartel kind of speaks to the idea that um, we, we would be banding together with other businesses. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's like, Mega negative connotations about yeah, cartels, cartel, yeah. um, so we, we did we we had that up in the air for a while, and we hummed and hawed about whether or not that would be a good thing. But then, I guess the deal breaker was we we spoke to a, a Colombian lady from okay. the Chamber yeah. of Commerce, yeah. and uh, she was like, "Oh, what are you guys up to?" We're like, "Oh, we're um, we're building a coffee roastery espresso bar on the south side." And she's like, "Oh, great! What's it going to be called?" 
good coffee cartel. Yeah. And uh, she she was like that. I love the name. Go ahead. It's brilliant. You guys are going to do well. Yeah. She was very very encouraging. So we kind of that was a deal breaker. We're like right. That's it. Colombian people. Yeah. Not that she speaks for all no. of Colombia, but I mean she does. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just call it the cartel. Yeah. And yeah, um, we did also get chewed out in a business meeting for the same reason. Oh, really? From a okay. guy uh, who was like, you know. He didn't win well. Do you know oh, what? Yeah. He was like, do you know what a cartel is? We were like, yeah. Yeah. We're like, not that good, are they? All right, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah. needless to say, he didn't invest. No, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we own some coffee, actually, we should say. <laughs> um, you guys seem very set on collaboration, um, which is something that I'm obviously up for. Yeah. Um, and like, kind of, businesses that are, like, working with other businesses. Yeah. So, kind of, what like, what's your take on what kind of direction, when I say collaboration it's kind of broad, but like what kind of stuff do you do? Um, we spoke a wee bit before, um, before we started recording about, um, obviously you mentioned the brunch stuff already, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. but I mean you were telling me about different community things that you guys do, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also Robbie was telling me that you guys let people roast their own coffee. Yeah, so we're, we're sort of, we're, we have a slot roasting programme, um, so basically the idea would be if you say you owned two or three coffee shops and you wanted to yeah, basically there's there's like the financial side and then there's the the marketing and controls yeah there are three sides financial side marketing side and then control of the product yeah. um which are those would be the, the main reasons that are someone with three independent coffee like shops, a small yeah. chain yeah. would say right the next thing we do is open a roastery yeah because there's like an economy of scale there um, and then you have all this marketing stuff about how everything's made in-house and then, um, yeah, you can kind of, you know your customers better than anyone else, so you can, you know, you can kind of tweak the product yeah. to be perfect for them. Um, however, that's a huge investment, so our idea is that we free up slots um, throughout the week for somebody like that to come in. Um, we basically organise their green bean buying programme um, keep track of their inventory um, and then we we'll kind of teach them how to roast and then they can, once the product's out, they can bag it up here and use it. Off they go. Yeah. Yeah. We also do their uh, quality control analysis, cool. so cutting okay. and, and dialing it in as espresso and doing all the brew as well. So there's like, like it's quite involved um, and so probably per week. You look at the cost and go, okay, that's like, you know, that seems like quite a lot to get coffee. Um, but yeah, if you compare that to like the outgoings of setting up entire roaster and then training staff to do it, mm. and, or finding good coffee roasters that aren't already You're working, yeah. doing or or yeah. already have set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a niche. Uh, yeah, it's quite a niche skill, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's one of the things we're doing. The other one is we're pioneering uh, the same thing yep. for the home enthusiast. Cool. Um, so just on a smaller scale. Yep. Um, and kind of it's a more, well, yeah, it's just a less industrial process. So yep. like we kind of, um, it's like more softly, softly, softly. It's more about kind of the experience yep. of coffee roasting and um, 
yeah, we do a lot more kind of tasting of stuff with them at the time. So it's, you know, these are the people who just do it yeah, yeah, one off as a Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of show them the process and mm. taste some stuff. And then, uh, they get, I think it's like half a dozen kilos away with them so they can yeah. tell other pals they Yeah, they don't sell coffee, yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, collaboration. Yeah, yeah, so like it's quite cool in this neighbourhood. There's there's loads of stuff going on, um, that I actually didn't realise was going on until uh, we moved here. Yeah. Um, so obviously in house we've got the ceramic studio. Yep. Oh yeah. So yeah, so, talk about that first because yeah. well, I was going to come to that later, but yeah, go for it. Now, so yeah. yeah, that's Studio CN. Yep. Um, doing our uh, ceramics so yep. for our setting customers and she does junks as well and she's in the process of making a brewer all right so like a little kind of cone brewer for cool. the house um, which is just cool it's just like totally yeah. unique the only place to get it is here yeah. um, and it's just i guess fun for everyone involved as well we kind of trial and error the like production process is pretty interesting um and then beyond that, so down at the Kenning Park complex, you've got, there's hundreds of stuff going on down there. Um, they have got like a bike repair workshop. There's um, sort of Ethiopian uh, refugees or asylum seekers who are coding computers. Um, there's a chef down there, the Mad Chef, yeah. who we've got lined up to do a brunch with us. Um, in the spring, um, yeah. So there's there's just like loads of different stuff. We're working with a uh, one of the guys down there because we've got the log burner. Yeah. Um, so once that's plumbed in, we want to have uh, like coffee, basically chaff, uh, like slow burning bricks. Cool. So it's just kind of like wet paper and chaff and <coughs> it's combining in the so it's kind of it's all like reduced reuse recycle yeah, yeah. Um, stuff. Um, yeah, so then in terms of how we use the space, um, we've got a, like a yoga class booked in for uh, Sunday in March, um, which if that works out, then we'll do that yep. uh, before we open. So we'll do that oh, right, for there before we yeah. open and then open up. Um, there should be like an Ethiopian coffee ceremony that we're going to do. Um, i think what else. Yeah, and then, so obviously from the other side, like our kind of industry contacts, we'll mm. be doing pop-up brunches with people um, yeah, throughout the year, so nice. should be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like you've got the world's going on anyway, um, and it's more than just a coffee shop. So you've got your wholesale side of things, and obviously the coffee shop as well. Mm. So what, you kind of say like the, the wholesale is the main part, so kind of how are you finding exporting and business to business work more? Mm. How, how is that? Um, to be honest, it's not. It's not so much different. Um, I, we have the same approach, which is like, like what you get is what you see. Like, yeah. You get us as a service, which is we know we know about coffee, we roast good coffee, and we can support you, and we'll talk about your business, and we'll do your training, and we'll help you basically enhance your retail offer. But that's kind of. We don't do that in a wanky sales way though, we just kind of do it in a, yeah, I don't know, it's quite difficult to explain. Like we're, we're just sort of like, we just, we just do our thing. Yeah. With the, with the wholesale there's like, um, quite a lot of different, 
or the, the businesses that we work with are really open to open to suggestion. Yeah, they're open to change. So there they tend to be um, people who think a lot like us. They're from really similar backgrounds. Um, and so it's really easy to implement changes in our processes that will impact them without much, you know, without much kicking up a fuss. Yeah. Humans tend to not like change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's quite nice to kind of have cool people basically who, if you say, hey, guys, we're going to try this yeah. this week, and they go, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so we've just uh, kind of started. Uh, a different way of packaging the wholesale coffee so instead of going through kind of like 100, 120 bags a week we just go we just have big reusable tins and it's like big canisters so we drop those off and then once they're empty we collect them and fill them up and drop them back and so yeah we're, we're saving yeah it's kind of 100, 100 bags a week which is amazing if you think like that's yeah that's a lot of coffee yeah yeah it's a yeah. lot of wastage as well because yeah. those are you know businesses are going through 25 kilos a week it's yeah. just 25 bags that are going to yeah um, yeah so that's like one of the changes that we kind of we'd wanted to do that a lot earlier and um, obviously we're kind of trying to gauge what the what the audience was like and what the appetite was for it yeah um, yeah so yeah, and, and like that's again that's our attitude is just to like keep trying stuff, and the bottom line is if people trust us that we're we're just trying to do good stuff. Yeah. Um, then you know if things will go wrong, and you know we can talk about it, deal with it, and then we we'll just move on. Yeah. Make it better. So that's kind of the the the. Uh, don't have a conclusion. That's that's our attitude. It's just to keep trying stuff, keep moving forward, and yeah, hopefully people are with us when we do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not just moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for your time and for coming on the podcast. No problems. And um, before we wrap up, every time I do a podcast, I'm asking for you guys to recommend someone that you think or call someone out that you think should be on the podcast Robbie's already called you guys out so it's mm. your time to call someone else out so who would you call out and um, right. why um, the London Salt Company um, yeah they're uh, founded by a guy called Dave Picard um, who's, he's actually been really good uh, in terms of inspiration um, a guy who's just had an idea and just run with it and again in terms of understanding his own brand yeah uh, yeah yeah he's, he's a really really good guy to speak to you should definitely get him on nice one get him on I'll tag him up and uh, get him on next time as, if we can um, but again thank you again to you um, Todd and also to Courtney who's not on the podcast but I'm sure we'll be in the video here, so watch yeah. out and he's here just over there in spirit um, so again thanks again much appreciated. Cheers. Um, thanks again for your time. Um, cheers. Cool. One of my biggest beliefs is that for small businesses in Scotland, collaboration is the way forward. The Good Coffee Cartel have found a way to fuse a great product and great service along with community collaboration. I found Todd and Courtney's business ethos to be pretty unusual but really impressive. In engaging their local community, they're building their brand, doing some good and having more fun. 
If you're ever through in Glasgow and are passing Kenning Park, then drop in and say hi to the guys. They're really friendly and the coffee shop looks amazing. As ever, thank you very much to Todd and Courtney for having me. And thank you to you for listening to the podcast. If you've got any feedback, please give us an email at hello at 95social.co.uk. Love to hear from you and any suggestions you've got for future episodes of the podcast. See you next time.